want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Hey everybody, you are in for a treat with this one. I thought I would turn the tables and give you an interview of me, yours truly. I am so excited for this episode because it's in celebration of something that is really important to me, the power of community. When I was thinking about starting my business, when I was having challenges in my career, when I felt the most lost in my life, the one thing that always brought me back up, the one thing that always helped me to address and answer all the questions was my community. When I aimed to start this business, one of the things that I really thought about was, who can I tap into? Who can I reach out to that can help me really figure out who do I want to work with? How do I want to serve them? How do I want to empower them? What do I want to focus on? And when thinking about that, I ended up reaching out to some of the top the best of the best women coaches in the career space. And I can remember just taking in all their information and everything that they delivered to me to create what was the starting point of my business and to evolve it as I have evolved into what it is today and to honor that journey that I've had in so many different aspects of my life on focusing on community. I created the Professional Quitters, my group coaching program and community for women of color professionals who are seeking to uplift themselves, but also others as they continue on their journey to finding, to claiming, to developing the career they want their way. And so to honor community, I decided that I want to do something a little bit different. I want you to hear from me in this episode. I want you to hear about my story and my journey, but it's coming from one of my really great coaching friends podcast, Cassie Spencer and her podcast happenstance that just celebrated its one year birthday. I thought it would be really fun to honor community, to honor friendships, to honor business partners, to honor those people who always have your back and who you will always have theirs. So on this episode, you're going to be hearing my story and my journey, and you're going to be hearing Cassie and her awesome positivity as she walks me through some great questions that really had me reflecting on what it's like to be a coach, why I created this business, and why I love this journey so much. Enjoy this episode, and congrats to Cassie and Happenstance. 
It's amazing to hit that one year mark. Jasmine, thank you so much for joining me on Happenstance today. Oh, thank you so much, Cassie, for having me. This is so dope to be able to join you in this podcast. I love what you're doing with the podcast. And we have been in each other's fears of connection for, I think, since I started my business, actually, for yeah. a really long time. <laughs> I know. I was just talking to Nadia, and we'll get into this. The theme this month with episodes is all focused. It's career development month. So, I'm bringing in all my favorite career coaches and we're talking about that. And I realized that we did the Jumpstart conference a year ago, October. So it's been like a year and a half or close to two years that we've kind of been in each other's uh, network. It's it's amazing. And it's been so amazing to see everybody that we collaborated with on that summit, their growth and their journeys in this last year. So it's great that we can all support each other. Yes. I feel like I instantly want to dive into all of this, but we have to start with Daily Pop. It's how we kick off every episode. So your personal opinion poll, just a couple fun questions to get us started and to introduce you to the audience. So the first question, thinking about kind of your pre-professional life, and I'm going to let you determine what that is. What would you say was the best job that you had? Oh my goodness, I remember it. So when I was about 14 or 15 years old, you couldn't even legally work in New York City. So I don't even know how I got this job, but actually I do remember. So I walked, it was, it was, there was an amusement place. Like it was called Aardvark Amusement. So they rented, you know, the big blow up things for kids to jump around and the popcorn makers and the snow cone makers. They rented all of these things for parties and they were a few blocks away from where I lived. And I remember walking in there and just saying, Hey, do you need some like administrative help or do you need some help with the parties? And they hired me. They paid me cash. I don't, I don't think any of this is actually <laughs> legal, but it was the most fun job I had because I was basically a 14, 15 year old MC. Like I would go to parties for kids and, you know, I'd play music and I'd get the kids jumping up and having fun. And I would do the snow cone machine and I'd bounce around in the bouncy house with them. And I had so much fun in that job. And I was never able to recreate that level of fun in any of my other jobs <laughs> after that. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Oh, I feel like we could talk about that the whole episode. But <laughs> the um, second daily pop question, I know you have a dog named Cody. And he, based on my perception through the internet, seems to be a true, true joy in your life. So if you had to get inside Cody's brain and think about three words that he would use to describe you, what words would you pick? Oh my goodness. That's such a beautiful question. That, that actually might bring me to tears. Um, I would hope that he would say rescuer because I did rescue him. Um, but really, truly, he has been the biggest joy in my life. I, I feel like he's rescued me. Um, so I would I would hope that one of those words would be rescuer. I hope another one would be fun. I try to give him as much fun as I possibly can every single day. Um, although he would prefer to be outside 24-7 on the beach all the time, I try my best. And I would hope that the third word would be love. Um, I love him so tremendously and so dearly. And um, there are these weird moments where he like stares at me and he's like looking into my eyes and I'm like, oh, you love me. You love me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those would be my three. 
Mm, I love it. Um, for anyone listening, I, I will link all of Jasmine's social media, but Cody pops up on there frequently. And not only is he the cutest, I also sometimes love you guys. Uh, you share what you're having for a snack. You share what he's having for a snack. And I'm like, that dog is living his best life. He truly is. It was funny when I when I was living in Brooklyn, we had our favorite pizza place, which was right down the street. And he would go there every single day and wait outside the pizza window for his daily pepperoni. And one of the guys that worked there was like, you know, if I come back as anything, I want to come back as your dog. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's nice. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Well, this is a, a beautiful transition because in addition to that, I feel it's safe to say that you are a foodie as well. So if you had to pick one thing to eat for the rest of your life, what would you pick? I don't know why macaroni and cheese just popped in my head. Um, maybe it's because there are different varieties of macaroni and cheese. You know, you can have buffalo macaroni and cheese and you can put things on top of it. But I actually, I don't know why it just popped in my head, macaroni and cheese. So now I'm definitely going to go out there and find me some macaroni and cheese. I feel like that's a lean into your gut reaction with that yes. one. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, perfect. And then last daily pop question. I do ask every guest this because I'm curating a playlist of people who've joined me on the podcast. So is there a song either right now that you just have on repeat or a song that's just kind of been on repeat throughout your life? Um, you know, it's funny because there is this song right now that I cannot get enough of because it's just so cute. It, and it's from Post Malone. And it's, um, you know, it's that song, I Like You. I do. I cannot sing. <laughs> I just, I love that song. It's so cute. Like, and I listen, I've been listening to it a few times every single day. And for some reason, it just brings me like a lot of joy. Like it makes me feel good. So I'm going to say that one. Awesome. That's Daily Pop, your official intro into Happenstance. Oh, I love it. This was super fun. Good. I'm so excited to dive in kind of like I said at the beginning, it is career development month. And so I thought, what better way to celebrate Career Development Month than to have a bunch of career coaches on the podcast and to kind of dive into their career journeys, how they got into the field of career coaching and all of that. So can you start by giving our listeners a little bit of an introduction into who you are and what your career journey has been like? Yeah, definitely. It may take the entire podcast to say that, but I'll try to squish it down. Um, so my coaching really is focused on helping women of color to build the confidence to make their next career move and get more money, get the money that they deserve. And the reason why I wanted to focus specifically on helping women of color and their career journeys is because I grew up in the projects. I grew up to two parents who my dad didn't graduate high school. My mom went to college when I was much older. And they were very big into education. And because we lived in the projects, you know, their thing was, you want more, you want, you want to have a better life. And the way to do that is to get an education and to get a good job. But they couldn't guide me or support me or provide me with the knowledge of how to actually navigate that, how to actually do that. So when I stepped into my career, I was in STEM. So I was in a very white male dominated workspace. All right. So when I stepped into my career, I felt as though because I didn't know how to navigate it, 
I tried my best to figure it out on my own. And figuring it out on my own meant really trying to conform, code switch, try to adapt to an environment that truly wasn't designed or developed for me. And because of that, I never felt like I was being authentic in my career. I never felt like I was going for what I wanted to go for. I even in many times felt like I wasn't walking the journey or the path that I actually would have wanted to walk in my career. So I focus on helping women of color to really design the careers that they want their way so that they can feel confident to own the career, their careers and own their space their way. I love that. And how did you get to this point where you decided, like, I'm going to go all in on career coaching? And what came before that? So going all in on career coaching for me wasn't necessarily the easiest jump. So I didn't have anyone in my life who was an entrepreneur, a business owner. So I didn't actually ever think that business ownership was a possibility for me particularly. So going all in in career coaching actually took quite some time for me. I started coaching on the side, doing it as a side hustle. And then I didn't actually step into coaching full time until a little over a year ago when I finally said to myself, I want to... I want to lead by example. If I'm telling my clients to leave the toxic work environment, to follow their passion and their purpose, then I felt like I also had to do the same. So I wanted to be able to lead by that example. And so I took the plunge about a year ago where I went into coaching full time. And it has been one of the best experiences I've had in my life because it has completely transformed and changed the way not just I live my life, but the way that I coach. And also, it has allowed me to support my clients in a completely different way because my journey and my experiences have been deeper um, into really exploring myself, my identity, and who I am. So that's helped me become even a better coach. Mm, Yeah. I feel like someone once said to me that when you kind of go all in on business or when you really decide, like, I'm going to do this thing, I always forget the exact wording that she used. But essentially, it was this idea that being a business owner brings out like the best and the worst things in you. Like it forces you to kind of face your own things, uh, much like you're saying. So is there something that you've kind of had to face in the last year or two as you've made this transition into full-time coaching that you feel like really represents like, okay, I'm here now and I'm able to better support the clients that I work with because I've faced or navigated something on my own end? There's been a lot of things that have happened in the course of the last few years that have made me feel like I can support my clients in a deeper, richer way. Um, I would say that the very first thing was in 2019, quitting two jobs because they were toxic workplaces. So the first job that I quit, I had been in for a little over five years. And I shouldn't have stayed there for that long, but because of fear, because of you know, doubts, I allowed myself to be in that environment for way longer than I should have been. And when I left that work environment, I took the first job offer that I that I got because I just wanted out. I wanted to get out. I wanted out so bad. I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And it turned out that that environment also had the same flavor of toxicity as the other one. So I ended up actually quitting that job after five months and I set out on my own to pay my bills. I became an Uber Eats driver. And that was the moment where I really doubled down and focused on, okay, what is it that you actually truly want to do in your life? 
what would bring you joy, what would bring you happiness. And so when I talk to my clients and when I talk on my platforms a lot about being a quitter and really truly claiming that title of being a quitter, it was that moment that I always go back to where I quit two jobs. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any savings. I started 2020 with pennies to my name, but I was happier than a pig and shit because I was actually giving myself the opportunity to do what so many of us are too scared to do, which was face myself, face all of the reasons why things weren't working out, all of the reasons why I didn't enjoy the career that I was in, all of my fears and insecurities, even down to insecurities around money because I didn't have any. So it really allowed me to change my mind, to change my mindset. And it put me in such an uncomfortable position that I had to actually just figure it out. And that was when I realized like I could do this. You know, I am brave. I am courageous. I am confident. I do believe in myself. And so I credit that experience with being one of the most transformative experiences in my life because it meant that I could talk to my clients. Sorry, that was Cody. (laughs) He was like, you talked about me. I want to be on the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. And now he gets to be on the podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, I, when I talk to my clients about, you know, toxic workplaces and should you stay or should you go, it's all coming from a place of experience, of love, of compassion, of their journey, of knowledge of what they're going through. And I can coach them in so much more of a different way and support them in a different way because I did go through that. Yeah, yeah. I know this about you because you've been connected for a while about your educational background. And so given that you do have advanced degrees, you've spoke earlier about growing up in an environment that really encouraged education. Can you talk a little bit about going through that? This is an interesting aspect to your journey compared to some other career coaches. Yeah, so my so my degree actually is in neuropharmacology. So I I have my PhD in neuropharmacology from Yale and when I was growing up, I really truly truly wanted to be successful financially. We did not have food sometimes. We did not have hot water and heat many times. And I just didn't want to live like that and I also didn't want my family to live So when I was growing up, I became so intrigued by science and research and chemistry, and I was really good at it. So my thought process was, I'm going to go work in the pharmaceutical industry, I'm going to make bank, and I'm going to buy my parents a house. And when I was doing that, it felt so out of, it didn't feel like me. Um, It felt like I was actually moving further away from my community than rather getting closer to them. And so I completely changed my career at that time, completely changed my trajectory. I still got my PhD, but I decided to start doing nonprofit research. So I was doing research and clinical programming for nonprofit organizations, specifically focused on children's mental health. And I was helping them bring different programs into communities of color, communities like mine, That were geared towards giving kids free mental health evaluations, free learning evaluations to support their growth and development. And I was so proud of that journey and I loved what I was doing. But yet again, it didn't necessarily feel completely connected to what I felt my purpose was. And so my journey, my career journey has been quite interesting. There have been many different points where I've taken a lot of different pivots and it's gotten me here to 
this business and coaching others. And I think that also has been really helpful for me when I tell people, just give yourself a shot, just try. I truly mean just give yourself a shot, just try. Because at many moments, I absolutely did not know what I was going to do with a neuropharmacology degree if I didn't go into the pharmaceutical industries. But I just had to give myself a shot and just just try. And that's really, that that's all I could do. Well, and I love your story so much because I think it's such a good example too of how you can make a decision that at that point in time is the right decision. I want to go, I'm leaning into this science. I want to make money. That's the goal. And then throughout that decision, you can reevaluate, pivot, like you're saying, lean into that. You can recognize that you love the work that you're doing, the impact that you're having, other aspects of it, and then say, but something's still not right and pivot. And that I think such a nice moment in part of all of this, but especially it's like career development month is that it's not just a one-time thing, you know, and we do pivot throughout our entire lives, whether you stay in one industry or you make adjustments along the way, it is kind of this constant pivot and evaluation. Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of magic in that, in the pivoting, in the course correcting, in the changing. You know, what I really feel like I had to do at a lot of moments in my life was come to terms with the fact that I wasn't happy. But beyond that, come to terms with the fact that if I didn't do something, I would just stay unhappy. Like that was for real. Like that was the truth. 110%. If I don't change anything, then I know I'm not going to be happy because I'm not happy. So there were so many moments in my life where I really had to face this feeling of if nothing changes, nothing changes. I think when you know we think about our careers, when we think about being in certain workspaces, when we think about fulfillment and happiness, if you don't feel you have it or you don't feel you found it, then nothing will change if you don't change anything. So it's really just about taking even small steps and small actions to try to make some kind of change happen just to see where it goes. Give yourself a shot. Just try. Yeah. I find so often that those small changes and some of those like throw your name in the hat, give it a shot, that type of thing, do go a little unrecognized as such a powerful way to start to make that shift. So if someone listening is kind of like, wow, you are speaking to me. I know I need to make a change, but they're coming up against that fear or they just don't know like what is a small shift that I can make today. Do you have any suggestions or advice for things for them to consider? Yeah. So there was something that I did myself that really helped me tremendously. So there was a moment where and it was for the course of probably a few months where every single morning I would ask myself, you know, what would the most empowered or confident or courageous version of me do today? And in the beginning of that sort of exercise, things were small because I did have a level of fear. I did have a level of anxiety about pushing my boundaries too far. But what I started to realize was asking myself that question every single day, the things that I decided to do became bigger and bigger and bigger because I was essentially proving to myself that I could do something, but I was also proving to myself that that something got me somewhere. Because the outcomes always were to push me forward or to push me out of my comfort zone or to do something a little bit different. So if you feel like change is something that you need, if you feel like you aren't 
finding that career happiness or that fulfillment. And I urge you to almost even just ask yourself every day, what would the most courageous version of me do today? And to allow yourself to think small. It's totally fine if the courageous version of you today would just tell yourself you're courageous. If you did that every single day, wouldn't then you feel more courageous? So it doesn't matter what it is, but to really think about how each and every day you can allow yourself to even just be in that space of the person you want to be, be in the space of change. And even just asking yourself that one question that you wouldn't have asked yourself otherwise can really open you up to possibility. I love that. Again, so often we kind of maybe don't give enough credit to these small things or asking ourselves those types of questions. I know for myself, I got into a point where I was really evaluating like what was bringing me joy, but even more so on that level, like when I left my full-time job to kind of go all in on business, it was a question of like, what is giving me energy versus what feels like it's sucking my energy? And some of those things were life things on both ends that were giving me energy and sucking energy. And some of those things were in like my nine to five of really recognizing like, there are things I really love doing in this environment. And there are things that are absolutely draining me. And kind of along those lines of that similar question you were asking yourself of, if I could have any day I wanted, what would that look like? And starting to kind of recognize the things that would give you a lot of energy and excitement and feel courageous and empowered, I think is such a beautiful exercise to kind of work through and to allow yourself to kind of have that that vision, that feeling of of what could be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's so interesting, but it's a matter of just truly giving yourself the opportunity to try something. And I say that a lot, like just give yourself an opportunity to try because just the trying is enough to open you up to possibility. So I love that. Absolutely. We've kind of touched on your career journey and how you've gotten into to coaching and kind of talked about some of the things that that's forced you to face. But given that you've been all in on career coaching and building out your business for around a year or so, we'll say a little over that, what are some of the things that have surprised you in a pleasant way in the last year as a career coach and in the work that you do? What are some of the things that have challenged you? Kind of what has this last year been like? It's been a roller coaster ride. I think that when you coach other people, it uh, it means that you have to continue to grow, develop, transform, change. I cannot sit in front of one of the amazing women that I coach and tell them to give themselves the opportunity to try or to be courageous or to be brave and not exemplify those exact same things within myself. I cannot talk to a woman about her money mindset and how her money traumas are affecting the way she negotiates if I don't face my money traumas. So it's been, being a business owner has been one of the most transformative things that I could have ever gone through. And I'm so blessed that I have the opportunity to do this because it means that I'm healing myself and challenging myself on so many different levels just so that I can show up and be an authentic coach to the people that I coach. So that has been the most shocking thing is how much you have to change in order to support other people through their change. 
Um, so I would say that's been the most shocking thing. I think what's been the most exciting thing is where that change always seems to lead me. So I think in changing myself, I have become much more of a risk taker, much more courageous, much more confident, much more of a person who shows up in, in a very unique and, you know, um, strong way. And I'm really proud of myself for that. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been a wild freaking ride. And I never thought that I would heal to this level and take so many risks that I've taken in my life. But I, I have to, I have yeah. to in order to support people the way that I want to. And I feel like we just have to talk about this. You are in Miami right now. You've been there for maybe two weeks at this point. Yeah, it's been a week and a half. <laughs> okay, yeah, not even two weeks. We, you're so gracious to like hop on the, the podcast shortly after moving. I assume this is one of the risks that you're talking about. So can you kind of share with the listeners like what this new journey and moving and traveling has been like? Yeah. So I, you know, it's kind of weird because people have asked me like, why did you do it? And I don't, I honest to God, don't have a response for anybody. I have this overwhelming feeling that my next journey was not in New York. It was somewhere else. And I felt like I was almost kind of stagnant there. Like I knew the city. I grew up there. It was my life. I felt like I wasn't pushing myself outside of my boundaries. I just got way too comfortable. And yeah. so I came to visit Miami in May with a friend of mine and we were driving around and I just saw palm trees and sunshine. And I was just like, this is it. We're going to do this. And I made the decision to come here in June. I booked the Airbnb that I'm in right now in July and I sold or donated everything that I own throughout August and September and drove across the country with my clothes and my dog. And here I am. And this definitely is one of the pieces of the journey. And it's the piece of the journey that I think I need to go through where you don't know what the outcome is, um, where you have no idea what's going to happen. I'm giving myself that opportunity to see what's possible here and just to explore it. And so far we've been having a blast. <laughs> I love that. I feel like we're definitely going to have to circle back, you know, in a couple months and depending on what travels are next for you and all of that, because I can only imagine that this type of experience and like you're saying, just being like, we're going to go, we're going to see what happens. A lot of happenstance moments are going to come from this, which I think will be really fun to see. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm like hoping there's a lot of happenstance moments that come from this. I think that'll be such a fun aspect of this part of the story and this part of the journey to kind of see what happens and what, you know, additional surprises and planned and unplanned things all come together just by, like you're saying, taking that shot and seeing what happens. Absolutely. Yeah, I am really excited to be here. I'm really excited to explore Miami and see what it's like and um, get ourselves into some happenstance moments for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come back and tell you about what crazy we get into. But perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And on kind of that theme of happenstance, we have to talk about it. So whether it be from your business, other areas of your career, life, we can pull from anywhere. 
Is there a moment or two of happenstance that when you think about how things came together, the planned, the unplanned, the unexpected, it really was just that like true happenstance moment that you can share with us? Yeah. So I really think that when I, I felt like I was very much on the wrong career path. I thought I was doing what I was, I I know that I was doing what I was told to do. You know, my parents really wanted me and my sister to have a different life. And they worked very hard for us to have an opportunity that they didn't have. And so I think, you know, the biggest sort of happenstance moment was kind of giving up on, you know, 10 years of school between college and graduate school, deciding that I was completely doing the wrong thing, not sure what I was going to do next. I had no idea. And coming into project management, which was something that I never thought I would do, but still being able to use my research background. And for 10 years, I had what I would consider, even though I had a lot of ups and downs in my career and a lot of moments that brought me to tears. I had what I would consider the best career ever because I got to do something that I never thought was possible for me. And I got to support my community in a deep, rich, profound way that I never would have imagined. I didn't think this career existed. I didn't think these opportunities existed. I didn't think that what I was doing existed. And so even though I had no clue after grad school what was going to happen, and I almost just kind of like threw myself to the wind, I was just sort of like, okay, I'll try this job out. It really turned into a 10-year career that I'm just so simply proud of because of what I was able to accomplish and do, but also because it gave me the background, the experience, the knowledge to be able to actually start a business. It gave me the opportunity to coach, to mentor, to lead which gave me the experiences to coach, mentor, and lead my clients. So I would say that I thought I had it figured out. Then I knew for sure this was not what I wanted to do. And then I just took a job. And that job led me down a really beautiful path, which led me to my true passion and purpose. So I would say that was really happenstance for me. I did not know what I was doing. I did not know what I was going to do. But it all sort of, it all kind of like, domino effects. Like one thing led to the next, led to the next. And it it really ended up being a really beautiful story. This is like my favorite thing about happenstance is how that one decision, just like you're saying that domino effect, like this leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And you can see how those things all connect and come together and benefit each other. And then you end up in, even when it's not a hundred percent right or that type of thing in a space where you can really appreciate that experience and see how it prepared you or benefited you for whatever's next is just, ah, that's like my favorite aspect of happenstance. I love that. And it's, you know, I do believe that the universe, I'm very spiritual. Like I do believe that the universe is always conspiring for you, never against you. And so, you know, once you do flip that first domino, like, Everything that happens after that truly is for you. And you will learn some kind of lessons. You will have some kind of experiences. And I'm not saying that my 10-year career was grandiose. No, I. there were a lot of freaking challenges. But 
every single challenge now has become an opportunity for me to support someone through that exact same challenge. So I have to say that even the challenges were blessings because I couldn't be able to support the women that I support the way that I do if that didn't happen. I really do believe that when you start the domino effect, like every single moment after that is for you. Uh, such a good explanation of happenstance and a good example of it and how these things all all come together, which I love. And I love that it, hopefully the listeners too can kind of see how that now impacts the business that you have and the conversations that you have and all of that. So given that it's career development month, we have to talk a little bit uh, in more detail about that. So I want to start really broad. If you had to give someone one piece of career advice, and I know you've already given us some nuggets along the way, uh, but one piece of career advice that you just really think is like foundational to finding your way, making some of the changes that you help the people that you work with make, what would that piece of advice be? Oh man, I probably have a lot of advice that I would give, but I think the <laughs> But I, I think the number one thing that I would say is stay ready so you never have to get ready. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of the reasons why people hold back from taking a chance, from finding a job, from doing, from taking a new opportunity, from all of those things is because of a level of fear of what they don't have. And so I always tell my clients, stay ready so you never have to get ready. Always think about the network. Always think about cultivating connections. Always think about your next level up position or opportunity. Because if your job isn't supplying it, you can go and get that someplace else. Always have the resume ready because you never know who's going to ask you for one for it. So I think the biggest piece of advice I would give is stay ready so you never have to get ready. Like always be ready for your next step. Always be thinking about it. Always be pondering on it. Always be thinking about you and how you can get the next thing that's going to make you feel successful. I love that. And I feel like so many good takeaways there. If you're listening and you haven't touched your resume in a while, pull that out. If you haven't, you know, even to just sit down, I was just speaking with a client the other day and and we kind of got into a discussion around like, when was the last time that you just took even 15 minutes to just kind of jot down, journal, think about, go for a walk and think about it. You don't have to write anything down. But to just think about like, what are the things that I like, that I enjoy? What types of impacts do I want to have? Like, I have been thinking a lot about how often we just don't give ourselves the space to even begin to think about these things. It's kind of that initial like, whoop, up, career, scary. Like, close the laptop, put the phone away, go do something else instead of What's that one small step I can take today to get myself more ready? You know, you don't have to be 100% ready today, but take that one step to get a little bit more ready, I think is so powerful. Yeah. And I love how you said giving yourself the space. Like, I, I don't think we give ourselves the space a lot. And like, let's give grace and compassion to everyone. Everybody's got stuff they need to do. And we're all on the move. And we're all trying to make this thing called life happens, which is really not that easy. Um, so we want to definitely give everyone grace and compassion. But also, I want to kick you in the rear and tell you that, yes, Cassie's right, you should be giving yourself space and time to think about those questions. Because I don't know, I find that life goes so fast, like everything moves so fast. And 
when I was in my career at those moments that I wasn't happy, I allowed a lot of time to go by sitting in that space of unhappy because I didn't do exactly what you said, which was like, give myself the space and time to think. So I wish I would have done that previously. I don't know if the outcome would have necessarily changed, but I wish I would have at least given myself the opportunity to have that space and time with myself. I love that. Such a good takeaway for Career Development Month. I hope everyone gives themselves a little bit of space this month to think about some of these things. I feel like you're already halfway there just listening to this. So that's a good a good start. Um, Jasmine, we have talked a little bit about your coaching and your business, but I want to take this opportunity to give the listeners kind of the full spread of what you do and the programs that you offer. You also have a podcast. So can you kind of give us the whole overview of of everything you're doing and where people can find you and connect with you? Yeah, thank you so much. So yes, you inspired me to to do my own podcast. I finally like kicked myself in the butt and went for it. Um, So my podcast is called Her Next Career Move. And I've been having a lot of fun. I mean, this is like a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) We're having a lot of fun just kind of telling people about, you know, career and talking to them about making their next career move, but also providing um, a little bit of an intro into my life and just what I'm doing and what me and Cody are up to recently. Um, so it's been really fun. And then in terms of coaching, I do have a group coaching program called In the Bag, which has just started up for the third time. And in that program, I really support women in sort of designing and developing their professional brand and making their next career move, whether it be a job search or even a level up at their current role. And then I also have one-on-one coaching as well. So if anyone is interested in learning more about me or working with me, the podcast is a great place to go or my Instagram or LinkedIn account. And we definitely have to give the both all accounts um, a shout out, but I feel like we have to give a special shout out to the LinkedIn. I am endlessly impressed by the content that you share everywhere, but gosh, I'm impressed. It's like every day I'm like, Jasmine's got another post up on LinkedIn and it is good every day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's funny that you bring up LinkedIn. I remember joining LinkedIn when it first started, like, and that was a hell of a long time ago. And I never used the platform until I was forced to for my business. And I was terrified to use the platform because it's a professional space, you know, And I started following other coaches and their level of vulnerability on that platform and just the things that they talk about inspired me to just open up. And I tell people all the time, like LinkedIn is therapy to me now. Like I really go through a therapeutic process when I post on LinkedIn because it allows me to just open myself up even more. And it originally allowed me to be validated. So people would say like, oh my God, I went through that too. And here I was thinking that I was the only one that was going through this toxicity. So it's a wonderful space. And if any if anyone has listened to this and you're not on LinkedIn, you really need to get on that platform and just feel comfortable being you. Yes, I reiterate all of that. I am a huge believer in LinkedIn. And even if someone is not at the level of posting, I certainly do not post super regularly. I'm like every couple of weeks, I throw something up there. But even if you're not at the point of posting, it is just a platform that I endlessly believe is such a wealth of knowledge and information and community and so many wonderful things. So 
if you're listening, you definitely need a LinkedIn. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, amazing. Well, Jasmine, it has been such a joy to have you on and to connect in this way and the ways that we've connected in the last like year or two. I love everything that you do. And I just really appreciate your time and sharing your own career journey with us as part of happenstance and celebrating career development. Oh, happy career development month, everyone. And thank you so much, Cassie. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page at her next career move. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over. <laughs>